If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the rap. For the last few days of 2018, you're tuned into The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And you may not realise it, but one of the things we love talking about is phones. There are loads, and it can be hard to pick through the ranges and find one that's right for you. And that was no more true than in this year, which saw some amazing devices, with much of the emphasis in 2018 on big screens and big cameras. In fact, if you wanted both, there's a good chance you saw a big price as well. But it wasn't always the case, and if you wanted something excellent without the spend, you had options. We liked Oppo's R15 Pro, but it wasn't necessarily the best value overall, with a lot happening from Nokia. I'd like to say the Nokia 7.1 because I think it was the best mid-range, mid-value phone, but Nokia put out a lot of these phones this year, and the best value phone, I think, overall would probably be the Nokia 2.1. Their Android Go phone, really nice, low-cost device, well-designed, well-built, only does the basics, of course, but then you're not paying very much for it. That's fine is Alex Kidman, and he's joined by Whistlehouse Alex Horos, who listed a Nokia with his best value options, as well as something else. In terms of best value, I really like the Nokia 6.1. It's just a great $400 phone running pure Android, and the Moto E5 was also another highlight this year, which really surprised me by just how much $229 buys you. We also like the Moto E5 because of its battery life. We didn't see any phone that matched it, achieving a staggering three days of life from a smartphone. But as nice as three days could be, there were compromises. And if you wanted the best of the best, well, you needed to look elsewhere. Fortunately, the journalists we spoke to were pretty much agreed on for what 2018's best phones were. The phone that spent the most time in my pocket would have been a Galaxy S9 Plus, still a great handset Samsung did some really smart stuff there at at an appreciably good price for a premium phone. Later in the year, though, the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. Great phone, great camera, great battery life. Huawei really knocked it out of the park with that device. We're in agreement with Finders Alex, and we're not the only ones. Whistleout's other Alex said much the same. For me, my favourite phone of the year is a bit of a two-way tie between the iPhone XR and the Huawei Mate 20 Pro. The iPhone XR's a great iPhone with the longest battery life of any iPhone at about 70% of the price of an iPhone XS, which is pretty great. It does feel like a bit of a compromise sometimes, but still, it's a comparatively affordable modern iPhone. As for the Huawei Mate 20 Pro, it's just a phone that does it all. It has a massive battery, an amazing camera, a bunch of cool new tech. Huawei's done something special this time around. For those who haven't seen it, Huawei's Mate 20 Pro delivers a bit of a knockout punch in terms of features. While Huawei may have seen its fair share of controversies this year, the phone is exceptional, boasting great performance, an excellent screen, up to two days of battery life, wireless charging, water resistance, and what is easily one of the best camera systems of any phone all year. And the iPhone XR also made an impact, because it achieves the balance that Apple hasn't really hit in its other phones. It's the iPhone for everybody for this year, especially since the other iPhones cost so much. Essentially, the iPhone XR is enough of the 2018 iPhones you'd want without feeling your purse strings pinched. And that cost Cost is really a problem. In fact, cost is one of the things we're hoping doesn't become a trend because phones were expensive enough this year. One thing I'm hoping next year brings is some restraint in how manufacturers price their smartphones. That might be unlikely with the advent of foldable phones and 5G, but I really would like to see smartphone prices come back down rather than keep rising up. Now that mobile makers know how much they can get away with, it's almost definitely a foregone conclusion that it will stay this way. But that 
that could open the doors to low-cost options from players like Oppo, Nokia, and Huawei. You can also expect 5G to become big next year, as well as foldable phones, but you might want to keep those expectations low. Obviously, the big thing is foldable phones, and let's be honest here, the first foldable phones are probably going to be rubbish. They're going to have things they don't do very well, but I'm still keen to see what can be done with the form factor and where that technology can take not only phones, but laptops, tablets, all the kind of devices that we use. Fortunately, none of this is very far away, and really, it's just around the corner. There's obviously a lot to look forward to, and it won't be long until you can see it for yourself. The new year is almost here. For now, and for 2018, you've been listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. The Wrap appears every Friday at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts, and we'll be back in 2019 for more technology heard in the space of five minutes. Until then, have a great week, a safe new year, and we'll see you next time on The Wrap. Take care. Take care.